too long. How, how are the waffles? I don't know. Mm. Same like everywhere else, but just bulging. So. The you only just thing just pretty good is yeah. <laughs> you, you always hear beer. about Belgium waffles, so I mean, yeah. you know, just... good, good beer, good chocolate, and they say they invented saxophone. I don't know. I don't know. I almost thought you said they invented sex. I honestly thought claim. that's what you were about to say, and I was like, oh, I need to say that. No, <laughs> for sex. <laughs> Jeez, not the Belgians. Yeah, no. I thought he said that too. Eastern group now turning cold, Angels 12. Buggy Dope Western group. 285, MOE 3, boss. Okay, I know. Well, south of line, 14 miles. Red Knight Slasher 0 2, copy, screw that game. Need your clear. Clear the kill, clear the kill. He's abandoned. Maybe let's come hard left. Roger, he's getting his deep hammer. That's him right there. I got. I'm just playing with these things. These are my my stoppers. I bought those stoppers that you sent me for the chair. Ah, huh, nice. Oh, you the got stoppers. You know, like the the roller things that you sent me, where it has the locks for the chair, so it would stop oh. sliding. Oh. So I, I I used to have these where I would actually have to lift the chair oh, and oh, put oh, them oh. in into gotcha. these things, and they would. But stick now on the you've ground. got the caster wheels with the locks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's fucking money. Yeah. So good. Because right. I've been I've been sim racing. Anyway, if you want to have you. All right. Well, we'll just get started here. Then, uh, welcome to the Air Combat Sim Podcast. We have Baltic Dragon here coming to us from Europa. Europa. Hi. From Belgium. Love that word. From Belgium, home of the waffle. Uh, uh, where apparently the waffles are not all they've, we've been told to be. Uh, not led to believe. But that's all right. Tricker, who plays with his pickle. Uh, playing pickleball later. And I am Casmo, and I like to put 60 FPS and 4K on all of my thumbnails because it makes my videos better. Does it actually get I, more clickbait? I, I don't know. It, it must because I see people do it, and I always wonder. I, I've i never tried it. Just put, like, Dolby, like Dolby Digital. <laughs> or start putting all sorts of different stuff on there. 3D Start audio. every video with... Yeah, no, I should. All right. Well, we've been already chatting for quite a while, and we have talked about what we're going to talk about. So let's talk about it again. So obviously, the first thing is the multi-thread is here in its first iteration. What are your thoughts? Well, I tried it. Didn't didn't have that big of a difference. I know you, Cosmo, had a big. It changed a lot for you. For me, it went up a little, but not that much. I don't know why. Well, what, what's what's your system? Like, what are you running? Uh, three three eighty Ti and I I11, I think, and thirty two gigabytes. I okay. guess. But All anyway, right, so. I mean, it went up. It was it's nice, but I didn't see a huge hit. Not like you. Yeah, I think Jabra's like was was reporting at two hundred FPS or two hundred forty something like that. Yeah. Well, well what kind like of monitor new... do you have? Uh, or or do you play in VR? No, I mostly go VR. In VR, I mean, I, I got up from 45 to maybe 60 FPS, which is nice. Okay. But, uh, well, that sounds substantial. 
That's good for VR, I think. Yeah. So, Tricker, what about you? What are your thoughts? Um, so I got a huge boost. You know, who huge boost? I can't even boob. say it. Huge boost. <laughs> huge boob. Um, no, I got a huge boost. Uh, boost. I can't even say it. Though. <laughs> doing all these accents. Doing all these accents. Um, but no, man, it's it's pretty good. Um, I watched your video on how to, you know, you know, go to the bin, select multi-threading to use the multi-threading exe. So I did that. And I wasn't here on release day, so I didn't get to stream it. But um, it's been good, though. Um, it helps out a lot for single player. Like, single player is, like, outstanding. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I don't play single player. Um, right. So I play it on multiplayer, but multiplayer multi-threading is not here yet. As in the server-side multi-threading. So some, okay. of the, um, some of the servers that I play on, like Enigma Cold War, I was still getting some bad FPS... Sometimes it's really good, and then sometimes it's really bad. And then I also tried out Gray Flag, and Gray Flag's been pretty good, actually. Like, Gray Flag used to be bad FPS for me, and now it's actually pretty pretty good. Same with Syria. Like, Syria was my worst performing map. Um, I don't know like why everybody used to always, like, recommend, like, Syria. Everyone's like, Syria's the best, it's the best. But it's, like, it's also, like, the worst performing map. Um, but now it's actually... <laughs> You know, well, pretty good for me. Laughs in Marianas. I don't know if you've flown around that thing. I've flown That's in Marianas too. Um, it was free, and I flew it in like two times, and um, yeah. <laughs> it's still there with a bunch of water. I yeah, I, I, I think, think that's the, the worst performing. But it's mostly water. Why? I mean, water doesn't eat up that much. Well, I don't know if you know where Guam is at, uh, but there's a lot of water surrounding it. Uh, yeah, but that, it turns that's the water. <laughs> <It> turns out. <laughs> oh. He's <laughs> Ask a stupid question and you get a stupid answer. No, no, no. No, but I, I, I understand I what you're saying. Um, I well, but I think what I'm getting at is if you fly over the islands, it's yes. it becomes a slideshow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now I jumped in it after multi-threading, just single pilot jumped in a Huey and flew around, and it was it was smooth. But to Tricker's comment, uh, and I was going to ask about this because I didn't really understand this. So for multi-threading, if the server is not running that build, then it doesn't matter. Is that essentially so, what's happening i'm technically not sure i just know that <laughs> it is in the faq that said there's supposed to be a server-side multi-threading that they're working on in the future okay and so it's so my understanding that it's not out yet for server-side right so essentially there's no benefit to me logging in to a server through the multi-threading version or the the regular version i i have no idea I wish I yeah. knew, but I'm not. Right. Maybe BD knows. I don't know. I have no idea. I almost never fly multiplayer. I've just so been told know. this by several people, by several I, yeah. subject matter experts that are a lot smarter than me, say right. that server side multi threading is not hey, a thing yet. Maybe once this is out, somebody from people listening will be able to answer in some comments. Oh, I'm sure they will, BD. Someone will tell us. That's Someone smarter wrong. than us will tell us. <laughs> and he's probably going to be German. <laughs> oh, most likely, <laughs> possibly German. <laughs> um, Shazam! All right, so um, yeah, I mean, I've seen some increase, but the reason I ask, well, let me ask Tricker, what what are you running? What's your system spec? So I have a 3080 Ti with 64 gigs of RAM, but I haven't uh, done the Marianas yet, so I haven't run the Marianas yet. But um, again, Syria was my worst performing map. And uh, now it's running pretty good. So 
I do and need you, to try out you, Mariana's. And you don't fly VR at all? No. All I have VR, but uh, I'm stuck right. with track IR. Yeah. Just because... Creating content and streaming is... Yeah. Um, Ward Carroll says otherwise, though. You know, he put out a video, video the other day that he loves his 4090 with the uh, VR. So. Yeah, but he doesn't have to watch his stuff. Like, that's the problem. I don't like watching someone else's VR because it looks gross. I, I'm the same way. Well, technically, you could fly in VR, record a track, and then play it and just move your head around again. But the problem with the tracks is that they kind yeah. of lose lots of stuff. That sounds like them. a lot of work, BD. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, you can see your beautiful mission let me, twice. Uh, let me do this real quick. Let me rewatch it and then pretend like I'm doing it again. You know? Yeah, the seems challenge like a lot of, of like... I, I remember looking over my shoulder at this point. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something I would not want to do. So I said technically. Yeah. Tec- maybe you're, you're maybe technically somebody correct. would do it. Yeah. Somebody you are there correct, doing yes. Um, but I did, so, buy a, I did buy a 4090 yesterday. Um, and it comes to... Wow. How much did that cost? $1,700. <laughs> $1,700. Yeah, 1700 Oh, I expected more, actually. Okay. Uh, well, it was a lot more over the... Yeah, uh, you know, like over the fall, winter when they first yeah. came out. But yeah, seventeen hundred dollars. It comes tomorrow, uh, but I, f- I leave Friday morning, so I'll probably install it. Like I get back Saturday night, so I'll probably do it Saturday night. You can take it with you, put it in a cockpit, and look at it. Uh, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> That'd be a lot um, of money. I've so uh, to BD made a comment earlier. I I did see a a large increase, but and this is why I was asking about monitors. Um, what, what what what's like the refresh rate on your monitor trigger? Do you know? It's a uh, one sixty five. Okay. Well, so I don't have like a super great monitor, and so and I don't know this, but this is just from what I've read. Like essentially, there's no point in having a high FPS if your monitor isn't got a high refresh rate. Does that sound yeah. right? So so yeah, you can tearing. pump out right. So you can pump out all these frames, but it doesn't really matter. Well, you're still playing on an old CRT from the 90s, right, Casmo? Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's you boot huge. up your computer with a VCR, right? Yeah, it sticks out about five feet. From, yeah, it's massive. Uh, and the heat generated off is, is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> no, no but, but my point is when I was playing around with it, like I did compare regular DCS to the multi-thread. And yeah, I got like 40 or 50 extra frames. But then I was like, yeah, but this is wasted energy, right? So then I, I did a frame limiting uh, on my computer and, you know, it still runs the same. Uh, th- to me, visually, it looks the exact same, but my computer doesn't sound like it's trying to melt, you know, to keep up. And so it's like, well, why am I trying to pump out these extra frames that my monitor is not going to recognize anyway? At least right. that's how I understand it. So Yeah, so uh, another interesting thing, I don't know if you guys knew about this, but... um. So Adigma wrote me and he's like, Hey man, like what's going on with the performance? Like, cause I keep telling him that the performance is really bad for me on the Adigma cold war server. So like at one point, like I'll get like 90 FPS, like when I'm starting up. And then when I get to like the, the AO or wherever all the actions going on, my FPS goes right. down to like 30. And then sometimes like I'm in a merge and it goes down to like 10. And so, like, you know, you're just, like, skipping along, and you're like, I'm assuming he's going to be here. (laughs) Um, You know, so I was like, it's just not fun for me because, you know, like, what's the purpose of me getting into a merge if I can't, I don't know where he's going, you know, kind of thing. So, and this is after the multi-threading update. So, anyway, they looked into it further, and then they found out that bullets 
that are shot and go into the ground cause like these invisible artifacts and hmm. leads to FPS loss. So just imagine 72 people on the Enigma Cold War server flying, shooting bullets because, you know, it's all Cold War. So there's a lot of bullets being shot around, especially Hueys. You know, Hueys are spitting out all Many the guns. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So just for example, yesterday I was flying on the Enigma Cold War server and there was three Hueys merged with a behind and they're all shooting the miniguns and i'm there flying around with like you know like 80 frames a second and then all of a sudden my frames go down to like four because of all (laughs) these like invisible artifacts that are being made so this is now a bug that's been reported and they're still working on it but um it's it's, Hmm. it's an interesting bug that bullets are creating fps loss so I didn't know if you guys knew about that or not, but I did not. I mean, I I, I thought already they were creating, but I thought that was just from the the so creating the, of bullets, and now it's even worse. So there was a thing with cluster bombs. If you use cluster bombs, right. it would cause like these invisible fragments. But now it's bullets being shot into the ground. So if you fire a bunch of bullets into the ground, your frames just tank, hmm. which is interesting. Well, but it's on it's, it's on the reported so if on the latest um multi uh, not multi three but the latest update there was a thing on the patch notes that says like hey known issues bullets cause fps loss yeah what i remember the one with with the cluster bombs was funny but the bullets i didn't know yeah it's just yeah. kind of silly like how does that even happen uh, there's lots of silly things happening in dcs quite often especially with the ai so bullets well, well yesterday i was in gray flag and I was doing you know switching between planes with F2 you know trying to see what people were doing and I found an invisible F16 so I the only reason I knew it was the F16 was just the way of the, the loadout of the the bombs so you just saw this invisible thing flying with bombs <laughs> Wonder Woman with, with, with an HTS pod and a, a targeting pod and I was like oh must be an invisible F16 did it have a cloaking device yes it was a block 69 F16 <laughs> hmm. <laughs> The venerable block 69. Yes. Stealth. Absolutely. It's very stealth. Stealth pod attached. Just, um, just different multi-threading things. Um, but the performance <laughs> has been really good. But there's also been some other, you know, small but bugs. It's, it's in a, like a bet. How should I say? Beta? Beta? Whatever. Yeah, beta. Beta. <laughs> beta. I think is the beta. proper way of saying it. <laughs> yes, you have an alpha good. male and then you have a beta male. Beta male. <laughs> yeah. And you know beta male? Beta because <laughs> he says it like that. Um, I'm, I'm interested. No, Sorry, go ahead, Gasman. No, you go ahead. No, 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 no. Oh, I was kind of, I was kind of interested in asking Baltic here, like, has for multi-threading, did you have to do anything with your campaigns? No, no, no. It doesn't affect anything. It just okay. increases the frame rate. Well, that's good. Yeah. As far as I've seen, so so far at least, it's fine. But I, I have mean, a new I radio think... on A10, and there I have to do some stuff. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I wish the volume worked on that new radio. Apparently it, it doesn't work? work? No. Yeah, you have to like use like the master volume, but like there's a volume knob on it. It doesn't say volume, but somebody looked into it because we were talking about it on stream last night. And, uh, and somebody like did some research and found that, yes, that is the volume knob, but it doesn't work. It's the channel knob, but it, apparently it also functions as a volume knob. Because I was like, this has to be it, and it wasn't doing anything. But Interesting. Anyway. But for for the the point of multi-threading though, I mean, I I would say again for me it's it's been like a marginal increase. Like I wasn't really having problems beforehand, but um, 
I think I just talking to people who have kind of lower end computers, it's been a huge change. Like there's just always a ton of people saying like, Oh, I can play in VR now mm-hmm. or oh my, you know, my 1060 or whatever, you know, some old ass card is, is now viable and it's working good. So I think for a first stab at it, it seems to be like really, like really good. Like yeah. I know uh, the the joke about you know the overwhelmingly positive feedback from whatever the last patch was that was a big shit show. It was. Um, this one it seems like it actually is like overwhelmingly positive. I mean, there's a few people, and it's funny because every time I see somebody that says, "Oh, I didn't see any change," and it's like, "Okay, well, what's your computer? Oh, it's a forty eighty, you know, <laughs> TI with ninety thousand gigs of bytes, you know, and all this." And you're like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> of course you didn't. You're already you're a mega Chad computer, right. top one percenter." Or a six thousand dollar really, computer. Yeah, it's not really for you. It's for that dude that's still running the computer that he couldn't give away right now, but he still wants to play DCS because he can't afford a six thousand dollar computer. So, but I think it's a, definitely a good initial first stab, and and uh, is is a good omen for things to come. I guess it's a good say. boost. How was I saying? Yeah, boost. I can't remember boost. how I was saying it. But yeah, it's a good boost. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, should we switch gears to F fifteen? Let's F-15. do it. All right. So Baltic Dragon is making videos. Uh, you're, you're creeping into our territory making videos, by the way. You need to stay yeah. in your lane. Yeah, but I, I'm not talking there. I just got someone else to talk. Great guy, by the way. And he's just doing the stuff for me. And it's very short and sweet. What do you mean you're not doing the voices? I listened to one the other day. It was you. I had one on manual that I did, but then I'm recording the, oh. the training missions now, and this guy that's actually oh. doing the training missions. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that one. All right. Well, well. So how is that going? Like, tell us, tell us what you can. Well, I can tell you I'm working on pretty tight deadlines. I can say more uh, with the manual, and uh, well, getting there. Just a few last chapters left with around 500 pages already done uh writing manuals is fun i have to tell you that but i actually enjoy it uh and yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very nice i think everyone would like the f15e when it's out what do you um write the manuals in like adobe i no, i write them in the pages so is it this native like uh, word for for mac the apple apple word oh apple pages or something yeah apple pages okay. yeah very good and for writes that. them. Yeah, and of course. Writes and scans and draws pictures. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Here is the Hotas and draws it. Do out. you use like an Apple pencil too? Yeah. <laughs> I just Staining. use Apple. <laughs> use an Apple. Um, it's five hundred pages already. Yeah, and then you have five more chapters to go. Yeah, probably. And this first initial because this part doesn't cover things that'll not be in the EA, so only early access stuff is covered. So you can see there's quite a lot of that okay. already. I mean, I don't know why I'm upset. I don't. I don't ever read the manuals anyway. But still, just well, now I'm upset. I'm working all the, <laughs> all the stuff so you don't well, read the manual. Other people that will, and then they'll tell me when I do something wrong on stream that well, it's in the manual. I read it like, well, from the first it. page all the way to the end. I read, the I read the credits. I read the credits. Wow. You can tell he's lying because his lips are moving. Yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read the credits. Why? I do. I, uh, I do read the manuals though every, like every now and then, like just like specific sections. Like I don't. Yeah, I have thumb through sure. Yeah. And then I usually back it up with with Chuck. Yeah, oh, Chuck's Chuck's great. guide. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. just watch a Grim Reaper's video and call it good. Oh. True. Yeah, no, so I think, I think 
Hello and welcome back to the Reapers. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, all right. So the manual's coming along, 500 pages. Uh, I think you said this when we talked about this a couple weeks ago or whatever. Um, did you say it's somewhat similar to the A10 as far as the Hotas like setup? Uh, I thought you had said something like that. N- not really. I mean, it's oh. it's. I think it's more complicated uh, oh, because okay. well, you have two yeah, front front cockpit then back cockpit. It's different things in in the front. You have stick and throttle normal. In the back, you have stick throttle and two hand controllers. So uh, and they have like the same buttons but have different meaning in the front and in the back. So it's 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 complicated. But I don't have to sit in the back to do anything. No, not really. Not really. But I mean, there's can so I... many. Uh, there's so many things. Th- there's lots of things to do. You can do before takeoff. Like you can set up your M- MPDs and uh, set up your master modes. So whenever you press the AA or whatever AG master mode, all the oh. three MPDs have always the same stuff displayed. So it's like linked. It takes time to set it up, but it's uh, this. Is quite that a few something shortcuts. that can be pre-set up before a game, or do I got to set that up every single time? Uh, for the moment, I think it's not pre-setable yeah. before yeah, flying. So until we get Might like be later. data cartridge. Yeah. If we have a data cartridge, then I mean, obviously, you know, I'm sure the Apache was the same way, wasn't? Or did you yeah, have to set I, up the? You could. I mean, most guys just didn't because they were lazy. But yeah, you could get things pre-set up the way you wanted in the Apache I, and the I'm Kiowa. Not, Hundred percent sure. I mean, I've seen the the, the uh, uh, you can you can have that. How are you called? What we just said. Uh, uh, data cartridge. Yeah, data cartridge. So we can. I've seen the videos of that being uh, done by Rasbam. So I'm I'm sure it will be in the game, and then when it's in, it's probably gonna have that capabilities. But I don't yeah. think it will be at the early access. Sure. No, I, I wouldn't expect it to be. Um, I think that would be a huge improvement, though. Like. If we get oh, data yeah. cartridge for like all the planes in DCS, mm-hmm. like yeah. you can set every set up everything like your countermeasures and your screens yeah. how you want them. Be no, yeah, especially you, you have I think two or three different flight uh, like flight paths that you have or so sequences of waypoints. Uh, I think in early access it'll only be one, but then you can you can add more. So yeah, data cartridge will, will help. Yeah. Um. So I know there's not coming with an AI, but is it possible in flight to jump to the backseat and do stuff back there and the aircraft will continue to fly or is it just just yeah, turn on I, autopilot? No, no, I think I think it's possible. And I understand they're also working a lot on synchronization, so multi-crew should be working fine. Cool. That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully we'll get... Did uh, you guys already pre-purchase soon. it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want them to run out. Did you get it in twenty five percent or whatever? Well, it was like twenty five dollars in the spring sale. <laughs> well, no, like there was like special a special sale. Yeah, there was a glitch for like an hour, and it was like, yeah, people were getting it for like twenty dollars or something. I wish. And I was surprised Edie let that like play out. Like, I'm surprised they didn't just like somehow. Like, maybe they can't. I don't know, but. It's kind of surprise they legit because they were because even like big new he was like hey if you got it on good good on you good good luck good work yeah, well, yeah. feel you guys yeah of course they almost broke the website doing that because I remember trying to log in and yeah you couldn't get on for hours so <laughs> couldn't even get on no uh, that's good that's gonna be huge for them uh, all right well that's f15 I mean we know it's 
soon and you're working on the manual and you get videos and all that good stuff so we'll see it here hopefully relatively soon um i think we'll see well i don't want to say too much i have been talking to polychop i think we'll have them on the show soon you can read into that whatever you want but uh yeah, so I, I, there is progress. I know people always think that it's just kind of stopped, but there is progress on the Kiowa. I've seen it lately. Um, it's definitely getting there. So, yeah, that'll Did be you? good too. But I imagine ED will offset releases anyway if they were. I don't. I don't know how close either of them are to being done. But so it should be a good, good last half of the year, I think. Calendar year and the Chinook. The Chinook. I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think we talked about the Chinook. Lisa. No. no, I guess I guess it came out right after we did the last uh, episode. That's true. It was kind of um, a, it was kind of a shock for me because I didn't. That was like the last thing that you know I thought was going to be. Yeah, it was totally being unexpected. introduced. Um, yeah, I didn't expect that at all. Um, I mean, I, I, it's another one of those things where I I've learned a little bit more than I can share, but. Um, I know that they're really far out. Like it's still kind of initial phases and stuff. Um, but I know there's there's excitement from the helicopter people. I mean, I I'm not a lift guy. I don't. I, it seems boring to me to just fly from point A to point B, and that's kind of what Chinooks do. But some people like that stuff, so that's good. I'm happy for them. I'm glad that they get to do that. I mean, there's a there's a ton of people like it's like you said. It's not my kind of cup of tea because I think yeah we do it in real life. Um, right. But. There's tons of people like on Gray Flag. There's, there's like yeah. ten people flying C-130s and like ten people flying UH-60s. Like they just, they people they, they eat it up. They love it. I think I'd be willing to bet that a lot of those people, they just like the idea of being part of something bigger. Like, like I don't think that they're just necessarily doing. I could be wrong, but because like, I don't mind doing like if we do like a big like we're gonna do a big air assault and we have like 10 Blackhawks or something like okay mm -hmm. cool I'll do that because that's fun because I'm a part of this big thing but just flying it around just to fly it around like man no no enjoyment so right. but yeah no I agree I think I think there's plenty of people that will buy it I mean it it's, was a huge like oh cool I would be the same like I, would, yeah. I wouldn't want to fly it but if I'm trying to do like a support role and yeah I'm helping out then right. hell yeah I would do it it's kind of like the C-130. Like, I think the C-130 will be pretty interesting, but I don't know how much, you know, I'll fly it. Right. It's, um, it's probably the same way of, like, if you, if you play FPS games with, like, armor or something, lots of people playing Medic, mm -hmm. uh, so they don't get right. to shoot that much, but just go and help others. It's maybe the same yeah. mindset. Exactly, because they're helping win, you know, through through being part of the, the team. So Good analogy. No, there's certainly a place for it. I like it, BD. Yeah. That was my best thing in Battlefield. I was always a medic, and I would just go around using my defibrillators on everybody. <laughs> Even if they kept getting shot and killed, I would, just, I would just revive them again. Be like, and they'd get Even though they'd, they'd, they'd die, and I'd be like, yeah. I'm just getting my stats up, bro. Like I'm like, 100 plus 100 plus 100. I know you broke your leg, but I'm going to use this defibrillator on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, cool. Well, we do have an interview. Like I said, we, well, we said we were going to keep this short because of the interview, but but we failed that. Um, but we, you guys did sit down, or I'm sorry, it was Tricker and Rob, Rob I believe. No, I wasn't oh. there. Rob oh, were you there SBD. too? It's been so long since I did it, since I did the editing. Talking um, about the tornado. The, the tornado, or tornado as it were, by uh, a AV Storm. I may be saying that Avia wrong. Storm, yeah. Avia Storm. Storm. Okay. 
So it's a bit of a long one, and uh, we'll just kind of roll right into that, and then uh, catch it up on the backside. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, welcome to the Air Combat Sim Podcast. My name's Tricker, along with Rob Grady, Mr. RG, and today Hola. we have a great interview lined up for you. And today we have the aviation or avia storm to join us today, and we have. OPEC, Mailman, and Richard that are with us today. So if you guys want to say hi real quick. Hi. 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 <laughs> that was a very shy hi. Yeah. Hi. Hola. Thanks for joining us, guys. Really appreciate it. So this is your first uh, public announcement joining us here, and we really appreciate that. So um, which one is the, I think, OPEC, you're the lead guy here? Well, in terms of in terms of ideas, yes. Um, oh, okay. n not actually in terms of uh, coding or or three D work. Um, I'm just basically the guy who tries to convince everybody that uh, his ideas are good. <laughs> so, so to say, um, Richard is Richard is um, the coding genius, so to speak, behind this entire project and <clears throat> mailman is one of our uh, subject matter experts and pretty much in in some aspects the guy who pretty much made it possible um so yeah well i'm glad you guys are here with us so would you like to tell us exactly who you guys are uh, your company real quick real quick and then uh we can get started on what you're accomplishing we we actually started um, we started I guess it was one and a half years ago. Um, this entire thing was actually planned as a mod. Um, we wanted to do a free mod because I was like I want to fly the tornado mm -hmm. in DCS. Mm -hmm. it, it just belongs into the simulation, and at at some point I was like, okay, if nobody wants to do it, I kind of have to do it myself, uh, <laughs> and. You know, started started doing a little bit of research in, in in on Google and stumbled across Richard's homepage at at that time, and he had like this beautifully complicated flight model um, of a Tornado F3 on on his website, and I was like, okay, this could be fitting. So I wrote him an email, basically just asking if he would at this time completely naive asking him if he would give it to me and he was like <laughs> um, I get that question asked a lot and you know if I could get a team together um, he would be happy to join so um, I was like okay um, I try <laughs> and uh, yeah we actually made it and um, it's been quite a ride since how did, how did you Random, start recruiting members for the team? What was your process? Um, asking. Did you, just, <laughs> did you know people and you're like, hey, would you want to do this? Or uh, did you have to search no, for folks? With ab this absolutely, absolutely oh, not. Okay. Um, I did not know anybody at this time. Um, I just, well, uh, 3D, uh, the 3D guy who um did uh, the uh, fuselage that we uh, already showed. Um, for example, I found him on uh, another developer's Discord where he um, basically posted like a couple of examples of his work. And um, I just started asking. 
if he would be interested to to, to join in and luckily he said yes because uh, he turned out to be an absolute diamond um, the external 3d model we have at the moment is absolutely astonishing in my eyes um, especially considering that he has uh, basically never seen a tornado um, he's uh, he's from the ukraine uh, luckily enough he's he's out now um, but he did an amazing job on that and all the other members basically came pretty much in the same way um, just asking that's pretty pretty much all i did now so you, you mentioned you, okay, Rob. i was gonna say you mentioned that you started out looking to do this as a mod um but yes. you you've evolved it into a module full-fledged uh dcs module how did you go from being yeah. the mod to the module um i guess it just became clear during the process that we you know we have the know-how we have um, the ability and at some point we just decided okay we can we can try it um, and um, we contacted Ben from ED um, basically after we were in like half a year and um, we were able to you know get a quick um, meeting with with Eagle Dynamics at the time, so it was, if I recall correctly, it was Ben Whiteley, um, Matthias Tegmanski, um, and uh, Simon Person, who um, we could talk to, and we, yeah, basically showed them what we have and what we wanted to do, and that was kind of like a first knock knock um, to say like, okay, here we are. Um, this is what we want to do. And, um, yeah. That's very cool. That was pretty much the, the starting point. So what, what made you want to do the tornado? Like, what was the, what was behind everything? Like, I mean, obviously, I think everyone has been wanting one, but what made you, like, go forth with a tornado? As your first, this is your first module, correct? This is, uh, yeah, this is our first module. Um, I don't know. I just, I just love the plane. It's, it's such an iconic. Like, did you work on them or? Probably, pro uh, no, absolutely no. not. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, I just saw it flying around as a mm -hmm. kid a lot. And I, I like the shape. Um, for me, it's, it's such an iconic design, such an iconic, you know, European aeroplane. It's, it's the plane that pretty much invented multi-role combat airplanes and i don't know it's just a love story <laughs> <laughs> i guess that counts for for most of us i have to say i don't know how's uh, with richard but uh, i grew up with my dad having the um being a weapon system officer on the tornado and so when I when I met Thomas first, I thought we have to organize it. He was he was telling me about the plans, and I said, okay, I have to, I have to be some kind of the community manager because I know some people and I work in companies. So, yeah. So you were a weapon systems officer on the tornado, mailman? Uh, not myself. My my dad used You're to fly okay. yeah. back in the back in the day. Um, he was retired in two thousand actually, so he was flying on the bird that we want to make for DCS. Interesting. 
so do you, so I just assume you um so you've got a lot of experience with it just from your uh, dad doing it. Is he involved at all? Or are you using him as a reference? He is um, he, um, both, I would say. So he's involved uh, himself, of course. Uh, now, um, this year, he's turning uh, 64. So um, obviously, it's like it's been a long time since he, since he was flying. But he still knows some stuff. And... Um, I am in the lucky position that I also work in um, in another big European plane company, and uh, I I know some some other tornado weapon system officers and pilots that I can ask for stuff. And uh, I was working on the tornado myself as a as a flight test um, analysis engineer, so I I had one or two projects that I also did inside inside the company and. Um, yeah, we we can always ask him, and uh, we use him, of course, also for the contacts to our reference bird, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, from the squadron he was flying in. So, uh, yeah, that's that's basically the whole story with 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 all these uh, community management and whatever. Right. So, is there a lot of? I mean, I know that the tornado's been, you know, retired. It hasn't been retired for quite some time now. Is there still? Uh, not in not not in Germany. Uh, Germany is still flying okay. it, and probably will until I don't know twenty thirty. Oh wow! Uh, sh- something should be twenty thirty five. As for now, we're still upgrading upgrading the bird, and uh, we're getting another another midlife upgrade, a major one like called Aster Five, uh, with a few more bells and whistles. But that will be the the last one actually. Well, pardon my ignorance. I thought it was already. Uh, I thought it was already retired, man. Freaking, it was from the '80s. So I figured, you know, they moved on to the Eurofighter, and they were like calling it quits. <laughs> well, no, especially especially not in Germany. We are not that quick uh, when it comes to uh, decisions in that matter. Um, so it's it actually came to a point where um, the structural structural cell of uh, the tornado is being uh, reworked um, and since they don't have any parts anymore they have to build these parts by hand um, to replace it inside uh, the fuselage mm. to make it still fly because they have obviously reached their uh, uh, flight hour limits so what is it what is its main role right now though uh, since it's still in service um, and then what other roles would you see it uh, in your eyes for inside of DCS world? Um, well, the role that the plane will have inside of DCS is quite different to uh, the role it's performing at the moment. Um, as far as I know, it's currently used as a reconnaissance plane and, of course, uh, the ECR version. Um, what is the ECR? What is that? electronic combat and reconnaissance so it's uh okay the one that was designed later on in the 90s so entered service in in the 90s uh, in italy and in germany uh uk actually never ordered the the ecr um and uh yes we have so this is one one of the major roles of course seed and and Aland. okay um and uh it's also pretty capable mids platform still very capable actually um and uh yeah we also use it actually for political reasons for the uh nuclear strike role still interesting um, okay and um of course standoff 
capability with the Taurus. That's more or less it. Yeah, and uh, also old school reconnaissance. We still do that kind of stuff with, of course, with with newer hardware. So they have like an airborne reconnaissance pod. It's like a beefed up uh, LDP or TGP mm -hmm. um, that's also being flown in the German Air Force. Okay. And so, what would you expect, um, or what do you have envisioned for DCS World for the Tornado? Um, it's going to be pretty much the legacy Tornado, so uh, the first one that came out um so it's going to be you know deep strike fly low fast uh hit your targets and get away basically as fast as you can um so it's it won't have won't have any you know guided bombs so it's basically just just dump bombs mm -hmm. um we will have a harm um, we will have a Cormoran, which is basically uh, an anti-ship rocket, anti-ship missile, and of That's course uh, the party piece. Uh, yeah, the party piece, um, the uh, MW1, the uh, munitions dispenser, okay. with the huge pot underneath it, and yeah, that's we will probably um, yeah, well, not probably we will also bring a reconnaissance pot with it um, because. We believe that, especially if you fly inside a virtual squadron, um, the reconnaissance part could be very, very interesting. Um, so this will also be part of it. Of course, um, it's going to be an old pod. Um, but yeah, that's also something that's uh, being planned. So it's basically a deep strike plane. So can you describe, you said it's just going to carry dumb bombs. How many dumb bombs does this bad boy carry i think um theoretically we uh, we should be able so of course you normally on the tornado you use the inner wing pylons for the fuel tanks okay. and the outer the outer pylons for the chef flare dispenser because that's not internal on the ids and mm. the ecr so ids being interdiction strike that's the version we are doing and the ecr we had before um and the jammer um so if you if you put a full load of bombs on your belly, that will be something like five Mark 83s. But uh, technically, you can also carry, for example, Mark 83s on on your on, on those wing pylons. If you so, if you make a full load, then uh, you can get up to nine. Um, so if you yeah, want to be a Chad without any flares, yeah, exactly. Without any fuel, without any mm -hmm. flares and chaff, then you can. That sounds like have more. that sounds like a perfect DCS world fighter pilot. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, exactly. I got this. Put nine bombs on me. Uh, so it carries the Mark eighty three. Is that like is it the actual Mark eighty three or is it just like a variant of the Mark eighty three? So it we will have uh, like um, the actual Mark eighty three, uh, but also um, older bombs and uh, also european built bombs from uh, matra which we already know as a manufacturer in dcs for example for the magic and the r530 or s530 on the mirages okay um uh, also mark 82s um and mark 20s and um also the the british built uh, bl755 which is more or less equivalent to the mark mark 20 i would say um yeah, but uh, I would say the the uh, we will not have the capability 
which the the UK tornado had to have uh, dual carriers, so they could carry eight bombs on their fuselage. So our maximum will be five. Okay. And you did say it's going to carry a harm. So like, how many harms? Um, so typically, I would say it's um, two because you carry the f two fuel tanks on the wings and the mm -hmm. two under underbelly harms. But you can put four if you're flying DCS style. You just uh, um, omit the tanks. You can still carry your Chaffler Spence and Jammer, and then have two harms on the wings and two on the uh, on the belly. Basically, a bit like a Hornet, I would say. Maximum four. So how I'm kind of jumping ahead here. So um, we talked about the weapons. Now, obviously, this is going to be a multi-crew aircraft, um, and I don't know how far along you guys are with this, but so the Wizzo, um, I'm assuming he would do everything with the harms and also with the bombs in the back yeah uh, the widow in the tornado is is actually pretty busy um so yeah he will he will basically prepare everything and um then hand over the package um to the pilot who will then of course fly the attack and, and release it um but yeah, I I would say the widow is probably the more busy person, um, especially when it then comes to you know navigation and and stuff. That was pretty advanced in the tornado. So um, whoever likes the the, the widow position is uh, going to be in for a treat. How far are you guys along in the development? Well, that's going to be. We're, we we are doing 3D models um, in terms of a development. The aerodynamics are quite far along. Um, I call it aerodynamics, but other guys call it flight modeling. Um, so I've got a fairly complete flight model. Um, experiencing, at the moment, doesn't fly properly, especially in the transonic region. Uh, that, that's taken me so far a couple of months, and I still haven't figured out why there's something wrong so we're doing the that part of the flight modeling we're doing the 3d modeling and the texturing um i started doing the flight model back in 2017 way before this as thomas has said and it's so it's taken years already which is good it gives us a head start but it's going to take us many more years um obviously at least two years um because there is so much stuff in the tornado you know it's as complicated mm -hmm. as the f-14 if not more so, um, the systems, are, it's the same era, it's, you know, designed in the 60s, built in the 70s, flown in the 80s, kind of, for the tornado. And there is a lot to do. Um, you know, so that's where we are, at the beginning, making slow and steady progress. Now, have you guys had visions to do, uh, do a version of it um, for uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, or are you st uh, primarily just sticking with uh, DCS? <laughs> don't, don't get me started on Microsoft Flight. Now we like doing aircraft that fly <laughs> properly. You can't do that in Microsoft Flight Simulator. We, you can't do that in X-Plane. You just can't do a decent flight model. Um, and I'm quite... Can, can you expand on that? Because I, I, I just don't know. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because that's interesting. Okay, so basically... Um, both of those simulators, you define kind of 
a geometrical sort of data for the aircraft. You'd say what it's got, where it's got it, and then it runs it through some sort of black box wizardry. I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, X-Plane does a really good job. Microsoft Flight Simulator does a really good job. But the point is, it's you're not telling it what to do. You're describing what it is, and then it goes off and does some stuff. So, I mean, I'm not up to date with, with everything on, on X-Plane, but, um, you know, previously... Transonic stuff was terrible. Supersonic stuff wasn't possible. The engines you're using their engines. I mean, it is possible. I think with the, both of those sims to have an external flight model, mm -hmm. which is what you'd need for us to do it, because we want, you know, flight sims. It got to fly right. Surely that's the first thing. I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> it's that good if it doesn't fly right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. No, okay. not, not okay. many plans for other sims at the moment, really. Um, military, DCS is where it's at, isn't it? Obviously, you've been spending a lot of time on the flight model. Is that the hardest part right now, is doing the transonic region? or? Um, yeah, when it's a complicated aerodynamic aircraft, it's got swing wing, which messes everything up. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have ailerons, you've got spoilers to do roll control, but they stop working when you sweep the wings back and it just works on the mm. tail. Um, obviously, you get adverse yaw when you, you, you know, a small amount of, of yaw when you do the, um, you know, the spoilers. Um, oh. it, it's just very complicated. Um, there's a lot of stuff yeah. going on. And the thing about aerodynamics is it's, I've always said that, 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 that you can get two wrongs and it makes a nearly right so if you've got like five wrongs you can get something that's kind of right at a certain point but then you go outside of that region and it becomes terrible and it you know you get buffeting or instability um, mm -hmm. and it just takes time to work out what's wrong um, you know there's so many things <laughs> So there's no fly-by-wire anything on this aircraft. It's all just oh, no. conventional. Oh no, there is. There is. Um, there is. Yeah, it's got first generation. Well, it's not really fly-by-wire. It's what they call augmented controls, similar to what you get on the F-14 and the F-15. Um, you've got a physical link to the surfaces, but there's a whole load of hydraulic actuators between you and the controls, and those hydraulic actuators are controlled by the considerable computing power for the time um, and it, so it augments your controls to try and make it more stable and if you talk to the pilots they'll tell mm -hmm. you it was lovely to fly you know it was so much better than the uh, Buccaneer that it replaced um, and of course that, that sort of controls makes it even more complicated to get <laughs> the aerodynamics right because <laughs> you know you've got another variable in the mix um, and it could be that the flight controls I've, I've got are wrong. You know, that could be causing the problem because it does do quite a lot. And I know it's a low and fast aircraft. Like, what is the fuel capability of one of these bad boys? Like, doing a mission, is it going to be... You're going to be consuming a lot of fuel? You're going to have to watch your fuel a lot, or...? Usually, usually that's why they carry so many tanks. Um, you know, flying fast jets, it's always about the fuel, isn't it? Um... They don't right. really run supersonic with the GR1 because uh, you're at low level, so you you know you just burn through your fuel very quickly. Uh, but obviously, fuel management is is part of the, the job of the guy in front, really. Yeah, I know. There's a in one of the, your pictures you teased. There's a you know a refueling pod, so uh, we're gonna be obviously gonna be able to do some refueling with the tornado. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that's gonna 
how that's going to be. Is it going to be smooth or pretty rough? Or it's it's always difficult, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't figured it out properly with the planes that we already have. Um, but yeah, you will actually have um, two kinds of, of anti-air fuel. So of course um, your typical normal um, anti-air fuel, and um, as well um, you will get a buddy buddy pot. <laughs> Uh, which is basically um, kind of like it looks kind of like a, a like a tank, um, but it actually enables the tornado to do air-to-air -air refuel with another tornado. So basically, the tornado becomes a tanker. So you guys are gonna put that into the DCS world as the buddy buddy yes. thinking. Yes. Wow. Well, okay. It's gonna be pretty interesting, and I think pretty cool because this is a site. You don't see every day. No. Not not in real life and not in DCS. So. So I guess if you're <laughs> doing a deep strike mission in DCS and then you'd be like, hey man, I'm running low on fuel, and then the other guy comes in and fuels you up. Yeah. Be kind of interesting. And then he has to RTB because he's. <laughs> well. Well, we just eject virtually, you know. It doesn't cost us anything. Because you know? <laughs> he's out of it. <laughs> Who cares about returning to base? You know, as long as you get the mission done, you get these virtual medals. <laughs> I mean, just look at the AI. The AI in DCS, man. You can fly around for like 20 minutes and the AI is like two, you know, returning to base, two ejecting. In your opinion, what would be the biggest thing you're looking forward to that the tornado would bring to DCS world? Like, compared to anything else that we have right now? That's a pretty good question. Because he has, he has so many, so many unique features. Um, like, I know that they can fly at night. Um, is it going to be included with NVGs, or...? No. No? No, no, no. No NVGs at the time. Okay. So, um... This is, this is probably something that I'm personally really looking forward to, um... You know, I'm a I'm a VR player, and okay. um, if you if you think about it, um, back in the day, the tornadoes pilots, you know, they flew at night, probably at a hundred feet, didn't see anything, and you basically you turn off your you turn on your your TFR, and you know, I don't want to say heads of stick, but you have to trust the airplane to bring you. Where you you know where you have to go without yeah. seeing anything, and this to me is so staggering to have this kind of trust into a machine. Say okay, we're I don't see anything, but this is going to be good. Yeah. So I think this is this that's probably a really really cool feature. Um. That yeah, will bring because we don't really have any terrain falling radars yet inside of BCS world yet. I mean, the same is true, true true of doing you know like bad weather attacks, which of course is quite common in in this part of the world. Is awful weather, you know. <laughs> you, yeah. you know you can't you can't see. You've got low cloud, um, and I was just going to say I know that they were used in you know Desert Storm from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but I. As far as I, I, I think I read something that the T-34 
terrain following radar was not terribly good with deserts from from what i've heard i don't know if that's 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 true but um yeah the the terrain following radar was actually optimized for the for the european theater of course i mean you have like a lot of uh, other sh shaped terrain and other materials as well and the the uh, grain size of the sand uh, in the desert was a problem at the beginning so the tfr had had some issues with that um absorbing rather than reflecting but um I actually also don't know any details how they fixed it or if they made just better planning, more safety altitude uh, for margin. Yeah. So you did talk about a munitions dispenser. Can you go a little more in, in depth on that? Um, the MW1, yes, uh, tornado's party piece, so to speak. Um, it's basically a huge pod um, underneath uh, uh, the belly of the plane, which uh, was able to carry, you know, various munitions um like mines like you know bombs anti-runway bombs um so you actually had you had you had four different types of uh, uh of, of ammunitions so one was called uh kb44 which uh stands for a uh, klein bombe so basically small bomb okay. um you had um a thing called Stabo, also uh, basically Startbahnbombe, runway bomb, um, and different types of mines. So um, you could actually mix these together. So you would fly well over over a runway and um, drop, for example, a mixture of bombs and mines. Um, so you would destroy the runway and at the same time making sure that they can't repair it because it's completely full of mines. Yeah, that doesn't sound very nice. And um, it was uh, it was actually supposed to be jettisoned after use because uh, you can't land with it um, because it's so big that as soon as your uh, main gear would touch down, you would basically strike the runway hmm. with it. So you would destroy your own runway in the process. Yeah, yeah pretty much, okay. and the plane, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Took out two runways so, in one mission. Yep, <laughs> if you were to return from your first one. Yeah. Um, we don't talk yeah. about that. No. <laughs> well, we're in DCS, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is probably the most interesting interesting weapon for me um, and probably for most DCS players because this thing uh, is really terrifying. So you actually have to fly right over your target and dispense all the goodies and then get yeah, out pretty of there, much. basically. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so it's not like the Vigan where you shoot off these BK-90s and it's like a glide mm, mission. Glide you have mission. To, yeah, you have to actually fly over your target. Um not necessarily in a straight line because the dispenser um, basically shoots your submunitions out to the side so you mm -hmm. would always have like a like an alley where there's nothing um, so that is something you have to keep in mind when using it but um, other than that yes it's not um, a stand-off weapon so is this 
it's going to be included in your model yes. as well. Yes. So I just I just can't wait to see like it's included the mines as well. I was going to say like the you know the troops that they slide across the ground. I'd love to see those troops slide across the ground and blow up. It'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Because they all don't run; they just these, slide. Yeah, all these uh, submunitions will be included. Yes. Oh. There are, there's actually a very nice very nice video uh, on YouTube about the MW1 so if you want to check it out okay. and see what what it actually does it's uh, of course depending on your depending on your altitude you can vary you know like the spread of it and so yeah it's pretty pretty decent <laughs> So there's no air to air weapons whatsoever um only M9s <laughs> Okay, so we'll have aim nines. Yeah. And then is there a cannon or a... Uh, two. Two There's revolver two cannons. cannons, yeah. Okay. Not that, I don't know if you would ever use them, but with the mission flying low and... I guess unless you come back around and... Well, they do are... Do like a dive attack or something. No, they were... Um, as far as I know, they were only uh, uh, built in for self-defense, actually. Oh, okay. Not necessarily for... Uh, for ground attacks. Well, it's um, more or less the same cannon that's also um, made it into, of course, being being evolved technologically in the Eurofighter and in the um, Saab Gripen. Um, it's a revolver system cannon, so you have um, you have the revolver magazine turning, but you have um, you have uh, one barrel only. Uh, you have those on both sides, I think, uh, with 175 rounds, if I'm not mistaken, at the moment. Uh, and um, I think it sounds pretty cool. I mean, there are also some, some nice videos on that. And uh, the munitions, of course, is more or less made for, for air to ground, but not, not it's, it will not be like an A-10 cannon, but it's, uh, I guess it mostly compares probably to the, to the DIFA of the Mirage in DCS. Um, which I don't know if it has as much effect as it should have as a 30 mil cannon, but uh, yeah, it's the caliber is pretty pretty big, I would say for so it's something different yeah, the, than a, the than a big, Vulcan. Big advantage um, uh, to the Vulcan is actually, um, you know, the, the Vulcan takes a time to basically get the barrels going. Um, so if you would were to compare the first half second if you pull the trigger um the uh cannon from the tornavia uh tornado actually shoots about four kilograms of uh munitions and uh for example the m61 it's about half as much hmm. so it's a big boy it's it's a big boy definitely um and yeah, still used today. Funny enough, also on uh, German merit marine ships. So, <laughs> like, what's like, what are you mainly working on, like, right now? So I know you said the transonic flight model, uh, and then the, you're finishing up the three D model. On, yeah, on Richard's part. Um, what are you guys most is, excited about? And uh, uh, in the we've shown a lot of it already. Um, but or what do you want? We're to... not. 100% uh, happy let with Let the yet. listeners know. Um, uh, so it's still being it. worked on. Um, we're still changing parts um, to make it, you know, 100% perfect, as good as we can basically make it. Um, 
I mean, like so. the picture in the sunset looks freaking amazing. The one that you guys teased. Yeah, that's. I mean, the fin. The fin is probably the the most remarkable, or, yeah, the thing you would notice immediately. Um. So that's always you know kind of like standing out. That's why it's you know the, it's nicknamed the fin. So. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, you can, you can see why. Yeah, that's great. Um, and other than that, I mean, we're like, have you started any systems yet, or you still? Uh, no, not yet. No, okay. no. Um, I think, and you know, we're. I don't know how to how to how to say that. Um, you know, we're we're not rushing things. Um, yeah, of that's course. probably that's probably something that everybody can know and should know. Um, you know, it's quality takes time, and we think that it's it's better to, you know, take like maybe half a year, maybe a year more than it would usually take. But in the end, you have a proper. You have a proper product that people are spending their hard-earned cash on, yeah. um, because you know in the end we're well. You could say we're developing it, you know, from DCS players for DCS players, um, and we're we're trying to we're trying to avoid um, certain things and just you know communicate as open as yeah. we can you know with, with the community because that's at least i always felt that this is missing sometimes um without you know bad mouthing anybody but you know the community is very very demanding it's 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 a great community um the 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 support and well yeah so that's probably why it's better to you know take your time and if you know something goes not as planned i you know i don't see a problem with communicating that because i've i've written that uh, in, in in our discord already you know it's not like um people are doing this as a full-time job right you know it's like um i work i don't know let's say eight to ten hours i get home i spend time with my family and then at night i work at this project and that probably applies to 95 percent of uh, third-party developers and that's why you know also for me, because I consider myself also, you know, a huge DCS fan and DCS player, it sometimes takes frustratingly long to, you know, get new modules or get a bug fixed or whatever. But that is, you know, it's not a full-time job. In the end, it's a hobby for, well, yeah, I think you can say it's a professional hobby for a lot of people. And um, you just have to be patient at times. It's got to be right. No, of course. It's got to be right. That's number one for us. It's, it's yeah. just got to be right. It's got to fly right. It's got to look right. It's got to have all the systems. The system's got to be right. Even though not necessarily everybody would bother with the, you know, 
doing a, doing it properly, but it has to be there if you if you want to do it because that's well that's what I love. You know, it's the closest thing you get to being in an aeroplane, and it, it's a great aeroplane. Yeah. <laughs> it is, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know for me for me the thing is I I wanted to fly it in 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 VR that for me was like the the ultimate goal and I tried it in I tried the tornado in X plane and I was so disappointed. Um, and that was for me like a point where I was like okay, we have to make it as perfect as it could be. Um, you know, I've I've never flown a tornado, and I, I probably never will. But I think that you can—I don't know if you can say it that way—but I think you can sense it in some kind of way if a plane. Right. I mean, that's behaves. why everybody—that's why everybody does this—is because they want to feel like yeah. they're immersed in this airplane, and exactly, they want to yeah. feel like it. You know? Exactly, and I think you can you can sense well at least to a certain point if a plane behaves like it should mm -hmm. or not, um, and if you don't have you know like this sensation of this is this feels like it, um, you probably I don't know shouldn't release it or whatever um but yeah i mean it has to be perfect as richard said um it's no i think the, people will appreciate it's people people will appreciate that yeah it's it's the, a plane we all love i mean the the entire team is so passionate about what they are doing um everybody is, is you know putting their heart and soul into this project um at this point even without well you know without any guarantee that you know in the end it will turn out as it should um and it's our job to as you know basically the organizers or, or the head of the team to make sure that we can make it as good as we possibly can right well, like, yeah, and I, like I said, I think everybody will appreciate that. And if you set the expectations that, you know, you're working hard on this and it's going to take a while, then, you know, people will appreciate that as well. And as Tom said, we do have a decent amount of data um, that he's managed to gain access to. And that's unusual to have the amount of data that we've got. Um, you know, we've got data on everything that we need to know to do the the variant we're doing you know we've got and that it, it makes all the difference because there are so many times that you don't have the data and you you, know, you start guessing and when you you know you guess this and then you guess that and before you know where you are you've guessed about three or four things and even just looking at the published numbers they, they, the actual way it flies can be affected dramatically just if you're slightly off on something you know and a lot of times when you're flying outside not in DCS because all the aircraft have got good models because people spend the time doing it um, apart from the FC3 but we don't talk about those and actually that's a good point uh, <laughs> the way that Microsoft Flight Sim and X-Plane work is more like the old 
way that it was done in DCS, it's not because it's got um, blade element dynamics and it kind of does stuff which is aerodynamic-y but not wind tunnel and not sort of like CFD proper. Um, but you can't do any decent modelling if you haven't got data and you know there's not a lot published about the tornado or well, at least there wasn't you know things are getting better it's gone out of service in the UK there are some you know flight manuals that are they're always available in that sort of grey area you can download them from somewhere if you know where but if it you know if it's got a restriction on it we can't even use it if it's restricted and it's you know just we have to have legitimacy on our documents so you know, we have got access to the stuff that Thomas has got from the Germans um, that we are able to use, and we can use it legitimately. And you know, it's a good place to be in, and it's gonna it's gonna give us a lot of work and a lot of time to do it. And bizarrely, I'm looking forward to doing the TV tabs in the back. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> it's a really weird device, but it's got that kind of first generation multifunction it's not even a multifunction it's a function display it doesn't do many things but it's just so you know first generation really of that sort of thing um, before we you know it, it's got the keys on the underneath because no one had figured it would out it was probably slightly better to put them around you know um, but no <laughs> it's a wonderful bit of kit um, okay. yeah I'm looking at the uh, picture right now yeah looks pretty interesting. I'm surprised there's not like antennas on top of it. <laughs> it's got those little bumps, hasn't it? On top. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like it should have something. Well, no, I appreciate it, guys. I think um, everyone's excited to hear what you guys are going to be bringing everyone. So I don't know if you guys want to share anything else before we sign off here. Well, probably just uh, just a big thank you um, to the to the entire community. I mean, um, the reactions... Um, that we got were exceeding everything we, we, we could have imagined. And, um, yeah, just... I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't think anybody was going to be doing a tornado. So when I heard it, I was kind of excited because, you know, everyone talks about it and then all of a sudden, you know, it's finally happening. Yeah, that was... That was <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny, you know, watching the discussions in, in the ED forums. You know, no, it's not possible. You were like, hmm... Yeah, don't really let's wait. Around. Let's wait. I don't really and hang see. around the forums too much. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it, it it was funny. It was funny to watch, and you know, sometimes you know, I just threw in a little, a little something to. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. And, yeah. A little jab, if you will. A little tease. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. super super early question. Last question here, and. Uh, I know I know it's super early, but do you expect to do another project maybe in the future besides the tornado? Definitely. <laughs> I was gonna say you are. We, we, we do are, have. Are, we, are we supposed to be looking for teases yeah. right now on the forums? No, uh, no definitely okay. not. Um, <laughs> our focus, our focus now is a hundred percent tornado. Um, okay. We do we do have a lot of we have a lot of ideas. We I, I think I can say that. But, um, yeah, too many people. Well, you did say you're full of ideas. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, it, it doesn't make any sense to start um, anything new until, you know, this is finished, or at least, 
you know, in a, in a state where we can say, okay, it's, we can see a light at the end of the tunnel and um, getting the same amount of data for whatever project uh, we want to do will require uh, just as much time. So um, it's definitely too early to say anything. Um, we will, we want, but there's, uh, that's it for now. <laughs> yeah, no, man, I respect that. Well, well, we would, we'd love to have you guys back when you have uh, an update or something uh, uh, that is old that you want to show. So, yeah, let us, you know, again, thanks for coming uh, on the show and let us know when you would like to come back because we'd love to have you again and, and hear how things are progressing. Yeah, I, I, I would love to come back. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Sounds good. No, it was, it was good to hear from you. So I appreciate it. Sounds exciting. All right. Well, the tornado, I mean, that's one of those airplanes that as I grew up as a kid, that was one of those that I thought was pretty cool. In fact, I think in the 90s there was a tornado. There, well, there was a tornado flight. There zone. was. Um, yeah. And I think you could play it multi-crew even back then. I think it had a multi-crew option. A split screen? I don't remember how. No, I think you like dialed up because F-15 Strike Eagle 3 by Microprose was also a multi-crew version and you could you could dial up with a friend. I never did it because I didn't have any friends, but uh, <laughs> I knew it was possible. I knew it was a thing. Have so, you been no, playing tornado any, cool. um, not to change gears, but have you, because we no. never talk about it, but uh, have you been playing any IL-2? I haven't in a while. Because I know you I, were doing the Flying Circus thing for a while. I love Flying Circus, um, but we started, my, my little group, we started to get back in aisle two and doing P-38, which I love. The problem we ran into is, I don't know, they must have done something to the AI. Those dudes are just on it, like ground fire. Like, it's DCS level ground fire now. And every time we flew by a bridge, it was like, and suddenly you you just lost a wing. You're like, well, all right, I guess I'm going in. Yeah. Um, and then my work schedule got crazy, so I haven't played it that much. But yeah, they... Even though there's still something I like about the IL-2 ground fire because, like, when you're getting shot at, it's like this, it there's dispersion. Yeah, dispersion. Right? Yeah. Like, it's this kind of, you know, the bullets are going out. Last night, I was playing on stream, and I was rolling in on this this something or other with a A-10, and he, I saw him shoot, and I just, I just nosed it over just a little bit and went under it because it was such a tight stream of bullets. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just this laser beam of bullets. I was like, as long as I don't get in the front of the laser beam, I'm good you can't pull that off in aisle two as, as easily because it, right. it does disperse, but they are still very accurate. Like, I'm sorry, dudes are not shooting that many bullets accurately at 4,000 feet, you know, from a bridge. Oh, look at this guy. I mean, I've ground mount, <laughs> I've, I've fired a ground mount at a uh, 50 cal. That's just on a loose pintle. You're not putting a stream of bullets into anything. It's you're all over the so place. So it's not so, Cuba Gooding Jr. in Pearl Harbor where he's right. Yeah. Shooting <laughs> down all these planes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're He's got a like, radar Stay in his away head. from the cans, you know, yeah. just hitting everything. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I do love IL-2. I, I would like to get back into it. But I've been, honestly, I've like, been having fun with DCS. Lately. That was like my main complaint with like DCS World War II was like the yeah, you were saying flak cannons were just so accurate. Like you, you, you wouldn't even see like a flak burst. It would be the first, the first flak burst would be in your engine. You know, it was like, right. boom, oh, there's flak. <laughs> <laughs> my engine's gone. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, I think they I think they fixed that, but um, that was my biggest like complaint was just like you're just flying along and then boom, you know, like, I there think goes that's your the engine. last time you and I streamed together. We were doing World War Two over the channel. 
Yeah, we're like I think a mosquito. We were in the something mosquito over. or something. Yeah, we saw no and I haven't flown it since. Last, I bought it the day it came out, and that was the last day I flew it. I, it's uh, one of those planes I would love to spend more time in because I would really like to get like a group of guys and do because they really did interesting stuff in the war, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I don't spend enough time in it, so I'm not competent. Like, uh, there's just too many planes. I want to fly them all. Yeah, yeah. I've had to like set boundaries and say, okay, I'm gonna fly the A10, the Harrier, and the Apache, and that's it. Like, I can't. I I just can't put any more brain space. I want to get in the F16. Nope, can't do it. And then when the F-15 comes along, yeah. And then I'll ditch one of the other ones. I'll say, okay, mm-hmm. bye, you know, Warthog. Now I'm going to the F-15. I don't love you anymore. But I don't have the brain space for it. It's um, tough. Yeah. It is tough. Because usually, like, if I haven't flown, like, plane in a little bit, I usually have to go to, like, to adjust controls. And then I just hit all the buttons on my, yeah. my hotel and be like, hey, what, what does this do? What does that do? And the problem, though, is like like with the A10, the F16, it's like, yeah, you do that because I do the exact same thing. It's like, oh, that's TMS. Hmm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what that does. <laughs> but it's funny if you have to then build campaigns for different modules. And then you really have to learn them yeah. to, to do a good campaign. Uh, yeah. Although, for instance, I sacked completely on, on landing on the carrier. So I did two carrier-based campaigns. And I like generally, I just got to the carrier. Like, okay, I'm not landing. It, it works. It's fine. I'm <laughs> doing testing. Right. So, yeah. That's why I don't build campaigns. Yeah, that's All right. Right. What, what else? One things. of the other, other reasons. Yeah, one of the many reasons. <laughs> All right. What else should we talk about before we wrap it up? Any other flight sims besides DCS oh, this, and L2? This, this, uh, B-17 or something for Micropros coming? The one that you can yeah, fly, fly in the multi-crew? It should be soon out, no? Micropros is supposed to be coming out. Oh, I don't know. Is it coming soon? Let's Google it. It's supposed, I, tried, I tried to reach out to Micropros to get him on the show, but no answer. I'll try again to talk about that one. Tell him that we're a huge show and um, we're, we're, we're badass, basically, and... We'll give uh, them a lot of publicity. Oh, we had them once. One. Yeah, we they were on a long time ago, I think. Yeah, Before I was on here. Uh, Microprose B-17. Is it... There's also like War Thunder, which I don't do War Thunder. Um, Modern Air Combat, which was supposed to come out in 2018. That was five yeah, years still ago. Not there. No, this, this B-17 thing is that you have a whole campaign and you can fly with up to seven other people, I guess. So each in a different role in VR. That's kind of cool. Or not. There's, there's actually supposed to be um, a new Band of Brothers type of show coming out, I think. Yes. And it's supposed to be on yeah, the B-17? Yeah. As well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I'm I was... Sure, I'm not sure was, if it was on the B-17, but I know it's supposed to be World War II bombers. Yeah, and if Eagle Dynamics could time their releases for things like that too, it'd be, they'd see a huge boost, you know? Like time the, the, the new channel map or whatever with things like that, but yeah. No, the that's true. Normandy. We should try to... Normandy yeah. 2.0. 2.0. Yeah. Hmm. Can't wait well, for I'm Normandy 3.0. <laughs> it's modern. Oh, I'm just glad that I have one map instead of two. I think that'll be a good thing. No, it would be. It would be. All right. Well, we've we, again, with the other interview, this is actually a long episode, so hopefully we didn't bore anybody too much. Um, but the takeaways are multi-threading is good. F-15 will be good. Baltic Dragon handwrites all of his manuals. And uh, left is too hard for me. Yeah, with left handed pencil, his Apple pencil. His Apple, Apple pencil. pencil. Or something without pencil. Well, we will wrap it up there and then 
offline maybe talk about when we can record the next one because we just did talk about who we could interview three months uh, before from we now. started three months from now at least uh, we've gone to a quarterly uh, plan but uh no it is hard though for us to schedule uh just because uh everyone's got real lives and stuff going on so we appreciate everybody's patience and listening and your support and sharing and you can check out our patreon page if you choose to support us and we have uh, one yeah yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you set it up. You didn't tell us. <laughs> no, I, we mentioned it like two episodes ago, and you were like, we do? <laughs> yeah, well, I still that, didn't was, that was six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, time travels differently. Sh- sh- should, should we thank our supporters then? I, mean, name I them need to look to see if we have any. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to all our Patreons. Thank you. Uh, and potential patri- Patreons. And, and Patri- that's right, is it Patreons or Patrons? Pa- pa- patrons on Patreon. Okay, Patrons. Patrons, Patrons. I'm terrible with that. You need, have you set up your Patreon page yet? I have not. And you keep telling me to do it. I told you that a year like ago. A year now. We ate dinner a year ago. We ate dinner, we held hands, month. and we talked about Patrons. More than <laughs> held hands... We did that. We did that foot holding thing. You seen oh that? Where the people hold their toes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So disgusting. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Thanks, guys, for for all you do. For yeah. The thanks for thanks for uh, hanging out. Thank all you. Right. See you. This has been the Air Combat Sim Podcast, a BBR production. Music by Vampire Stepdad. Want to support the show? Check out our Patreon. Follow us on Facebook and be sure to leave a comment and rating. All right, so then I'll splice it in. So uh, we wait else? 45 minutes now? Yeah, we're going to sit for 45 minutes and no talking. Um, 